Oh yeah. It's the NRL preview with sports and spit. With shitty voiceovers. With Macca. And Streety. And our work experience kid, Nugget. Hi guys. So. Just wait for the intro to cut out. Yeah. We'll okay. just wait for the intro to cut out there. We uh, we crapped on uh, for you know a little bit over an hour and a half for uh, last episode. So we decided to split it in two. Yes. And we're going to bring you the NRL preview section um, of that episode in this part two yeah. uh, of, this, of, of this section. That's right. So when you get to the end of this uh, episode, you'll hear us talking about us maybe doing a split. But after the episode, we decided to split it. So this is a retrospective recording of the intro. You got that? So for previous us and future us, we're very confused. And for the work experience guide, just go part one and then play part two. <laughs> These are professionalism. Yes, as we mentioned before, he definitely gets two ticks and he's competent. That's uh, right, exactly. Tough teacher. You are kicking goals. So no? yeah, we are previewing previewing the NRL. Um, we'll be talking all things NRL footy. What's going on? What we think is going to happen? Yeah. Um, to be honest, we probably could have taught, spoken about it for three or four hours. Is that much we could have covered? But we know you don't want to listen to all that. You just want the nitty gritty, which is what you've got. Uh, so the preview is going to cut in very shortly. Uh, enjoy and happy to hear your thoughts on Facebook. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Sports and Spit uh, Facebook page, and keep uh, looking out for all that juicy content we'll be posting. Good point, Strudy. Yeah, we. Uh... We named our winners, we named our surprise packets, we named our scandals, but we'd love to hear yours. So uh, get us on social media and uh, and tell us what you think. Cool. All right, now it's time for the 2018 NRL preview. Let's talk <clears throat> NRL. Yeah. Okay, cool. NRL. So before we recorded this, we all sat down and went through and listed our top eight for the year. But we won't go through that just yet because we've just gone through a whole list and we might give the listeners something different. Yeah. yeah. But we did. We came up with a couple of predictions, didn't we? Like we, we wanted to. You asked us to, Switchy. So we came up with who we thought was going to win the Dalian medal. Yep. So let's go around the table and see who everyone came up with. Work nugget, work, work experience boy, what do you got? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, mine would probably be the NRL need a fairy tale. So you've got JT coming back. Um, hands down. He'll get so it. JT wins it. He, JT will win it, hands down. Is he fully fit? I'd like to think so, having mm. pretty much all but a year off. Yeah. Um, he, he's a pretty protected species anyway. Yeah. Is this his that. last dance? I so, think so. I think so. Nug, we spoke about, in one of our earlier episodes, about this whole thing around, um, like, as if you're the name player and your team wins, mm. then you're the default man of the match winner. Absolutely. That's JT, right? Andrew Jones built his career on Cow- that, didn't he? Yeah. The Cowboys win... Everyone kind of plays the same, or people forget to pay attention to the man of the match, and then someone in Channel Nine's production team goes, "Shit, who's going to get it?" JT. We haven't watched. We'll give the uh, winger the thousand dollars from Nissan. Yeah. On the night. Yep. Uh, yeah. Scoring four tries. Yep. Off JT. That's right. Yeah. So, so JT usually gets it by default. So, so you're saying basically JT comes back, dominates the game again, and wins the Dalian medal. Wins the Dalian. Yeah. 
That's a good safe pick for the work experience kid, isn't it? Yeah. I like it. I like your chops, mate. You're not really <laughs> yeah. getting outside your lane there and That's just right. staying. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, no controversy just yet. Come. Wait till he drops his strides and puts his knackers on the table. <laughs> you might get another start in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, Mac, what do you got for your uh, uh, Dalian winner? So I went with um, North Queensland as well, but oh. I actually went with the halves partner, Michael Morgan. Oh, look out. So I think he developed into the player that he always has been like last year and led that team to the grand final. And I think he'll consistently continue to do that. He had a great 2017, that's for sure. Do you think mm-hmm. that he, I wouldn't say take a back seat, but he may not be so much in the limelight with Thursday back? Um, well, I think there's always that risk. But actually, I think what we saw from him in the last half of 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 last season was that actually I think Jonathan probably Jonathan Thurston probably needs to find a backseat to him. Yeah. I think he's taken over the team, and I think what he did for that team was actually give them belief, and because that's what they played with, and they yeah. played with that throughout the whole final series. Yeah. Now he didn't find his feet, I don't think, completely in that role until the final series kind of kicked off because everyone was predicting that they would be straight out. You know, like after dropping so many games and dropping down mm. to the bottom of the eight before well, that final. Well, it was every game of the finals. It was right <coughs> Cowboys, they're mm. done now. Cowboys, they're done now. They're de- yeah. All of a sudden, they're in the grand final. That's right. That's and and they weren't just in the grand final. They were competitive in the grand final. Until old mate broke his leg. Yeah, that didn't help them. <laughs> well, yeah. that, they were shot after that. That, they that had no deflated bench. them. Yeah. They had no bench and all their rotations. Uh, for, for a fairy tale out. to work, you've got to have a bit of luck. And yeah. they were unlucky on the night to have something like yeah. that happen because that was probably the first in that game that was probably the first line break as well mm. and so if they got up and got momentum off that but then to see your, your teammates leg basically come yeah. straight out of the Cowboys were and, definitely yeah. visibly deflated after that and you know oh. look, they had a 15 minute delay so any any momentum or any any sort of <coughs> uh, emotion or adrenaline they built up yeah, for agree. that opening sequence of the match was all, all yep. gone so they had to basically play behind the eight ball and, and you know, yep. they were competitive for 15, 20 minutes and then yep. Storm just put them away. Yeah, definitely. And they were clinical in doing that, the Storm. But that, that's my Smokey for Daily M. I think Michael Morgan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, mine winner's further south. Um, James Tedesco from the Roosters. Oh, Teddy. I think Teddy. coming across from the Tigers, uh, he's joined a pretty good team mm. and be running off a pretty good halfback this year. And I mean, he was he was up there last year with the Tigers, but I think Tedesco will go to a new level this year and take it out. Playing um, with Cooper Cronk will help him a lot. Yeah, I, like a like an experienced guy like that who's been putting Billy Slater in holes everywhere for years. Yeah, he and, will help. And, and yeah, and what Cronk creates, I mean, they've got a fair backline anyway. Mm. Likewise with the forwards they have, but. I don't know. I'd, I'm still judges out on are this. You I, don't, I don't know if this is tall poppy or yeah. something. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> are you sceptical about their ability to come together as a team? Um, I think I just don't know how it'll work in yeah. terms of Cronk, brilliant player. Mm. Um, when you got go forward in a team basically that he's had for so many years of Melbourne, yeah, does that carry over? Does do they lose a few games and he starts to second guess? Well, time will tell. But. Yeah. Geez, I'd love to see him absolutely die in the ass. Yeah, you? Don't, I, everyone loves to see the Roosters do that, right, don't you? Like it's why you love. Like, I, I have no love for the Roosters at all. No, well, how I'm, can you? And it's you're... even worse when they're mm. good. 
Um, well, the, and the other thing, their bloody salary sombrero they've got going down there. Like, <laughs> you, you can't tell me you've got teams like Manly under investigation and the Roosters. In the Roosters. The Roosters are 700 under, apparently. Oh, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. I, the Roosters pack is getting older every year. And so you may be right. Like, maybe Cooper Cronk plays from the back foot a bit this year and starts to doubt himself. And I don't know, is the motivation the same? I mean, you've moved up to Sydney. You've. Got your missus at home every night. You're probably not gagging for it like you might have been. And <laughs> it is it, pretty much done everything he can do in mm. that premierships or multiple origins. Yeah, uh, what like so? What, the big talk was he was Cronk wasn't going to play again. Mm. So yeah, does he kind of like? Does Tedesco have an ego that would clash with him? And you know, with, I don't think with Cronk. Yeah, I think Cronk probably. He will bring a, a level-headedness to the club, which probably what hasn't been there the last few years. And granted, you know Mitchell Pearce played in a premiership team, but I just kind of think that he probably could have stayed on had they not got Cronk, and they still would have been good. But I just think Cronk is that level up. Yeah, um, that's true. And he well, they be- t- they talk about him being the consummate professional. Yeah, in the preparation that he puts in for the game and the work that he puts in, so that might teach those guys a thing or two. I. I am with Nugget. I'd, I'd love to see the Roosters just basically bottom out and, oh, and do nothing. Me three. Yeah. But I've, I don't think that'll be the case. Yeah. So I, every year, the big talk around the first four to six rounds is which coach is going to survive or which coach isn't going to survive. Yeah, the hot so, seat. So we went around and said, okay, well, who's in the coach's hot seat first up this year? Nugget, who did you come up with? Yeah, I, uh, I'd written this name down and uh, after the Inside Intel... Uh, that Switchy actually gave the other week on uh, Sports and Spit in oh, regards yeah. to the, the team meeting as he drove past and no one's interested. So Ricky Stewart from the Raiders. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, now, just recapping, that insight was you driving past at 60 kilometres an hour. No, is that a light? Stop at a red light. He's got a good 30 seconds there. Okay, yeah. Yep. Glancing over your shoulder or front on to a team meeting happening? No, it was through my driver's side window. I was in the car. Right. And I had a good view, probably 200 metres, maybe right. maybe 100, okay. across the field. Yeah. All the radios were there, not listening. To Ricky saying something? Yep. Okay. So, for me too, Ricky Stewart's on the hot seat. I think he'll be the first coach sacked. So you both got Ricky Stewart, yep. first Ricky coach Stewart. sacked. Yep. Okay. Uh, see, the, the thing with Ricky Stewart is he's had success at clubs, but only for 12 months. Hmm. He's only good for a team for a year, and then things just start to go to the shit. So 2016, the Raiders had a good year. Yeah. The Mighty Sharks uh, beat them in, uh, round, uh, in the first week of the finals. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We are at least 15 minutes into the NRL preview, and the Sharks but, have just come up. I mean, so. Ricky Stewart, that year, did, did a great job with that team, and, and they mm. they could have very well. They, they were definitely good enough to win the comp, mm. and they were unlucky not to beat Melbourne uh, the week after in the mm. grand final qualifier. But as you know, history shows, with Stewart in, in previous clubs, when he was at Cronulla and the Roosters, and... and yeah. And he didn't even last six months at Parramatta, I don't think. Um, yeah. I think he's just too intense, sure. and his message get, gets lost, and he just wears on players and grates on them. Yeah. And I don't think they respond um, to his style of coaching long term. Um, so for that reason, the Raiders probably you know have had a few 
There's a, bit, a little bit, a little bit of talk about some discontent among some of their players with Aiden Caesar. Um, with um, is that talk along the Canberra grapevine, or was that the bloke next to you nah. at the red light who wound his window down and said, "That's the Canberra." That's the Canberra. Like um, Caesar's looking. Canberra grapevine in full swing. Bla- that, I think okay. Blake Austin's off contract this year, so yeah, mm. there's, there's that sort of factor coming in. Okay. The Raiders have also lost probably their best player, Josh Hodgson, their hooker. He had a knee injury in the World Cup. Yep. Um, so he'll be gone. Is he gone for the year now? Uh, not for the year, but for, but for majority, majority of the first part of the year. So okay. I think for the Raiders, um, they might struggle early on, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the axe fall before, say, round 10 or 12. Well, you're probably right. Like that's the history of his coaching career is that you know he's you know he like he has hasn't hung around for a long time no. anywhere has he? So, and I mean signed the, amid much fair fair yeah, fair. and it's I mean it's hard to tell as well, but they're the signs we're seeing. But I mean, you look at last year, you couldn't say at the start of the year within what four or five rounds, mm. Jason Taylor gone. So, yeah. so yeah, but with the team they've got. They haven't really signed overly well. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of movement that's been around the NRL this, oh, it was late last year into the off season. Yeah, they haven't really picked up much whatsoever. Yeah. And I have very strong doubts that uh, BJ Lulia, um, is that his name? Lulia? BJ Lulia, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Can act, can actually recapture the form that he had in 2016. Mm. His combo with Rapana that year was nothing short of incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lulia sort of. Uh, Lost his way a little bit. Twenty seventeen mm. gave away too many penalties, made too many errors, um, and they definitely lost a bit of strike power at wide because of that. Mm. So uh, well, I think the Raiders will be competitive this year. It just won't be Ricky Stewart um, yeah. coaching them coaching at the end of the mm. year. Well, I'm in a different way, boys. I had uh, maybe because of my recent trip to New Zealand, but I had Stephen Carney, the Warriors coach, in the hot seat pretty early, um, mainly because I think. That's always a hot seat for coaches, the the New Zealand team. I mean, they're an extremely hard bunch to get success out of. By the it's a pretty safe bet too. The Warriors go through coaches like they do underpants. Yeah, they do. That's true. Yep. Um, I just think that, like, it just seems to be a, a club that just can't can't get success, like consistently anyway, um, because you couldn't say they that they don't have talent. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they had one of the best teams. On paper, mm. uh, over the last two years, yeah, um, and absolutely tanked. They yeah, were, they were like terrible. That's they right. Were, I mean, the uh, Knights. Yeah, we ended up with the spoon, mm. but you look at the Warriors and go, how were they even putting anything yeah. on the board? That's so, right. They were horrible, and yeah. And I, so I think I think that'll cost them. I think Stephen Carney will be under the pump, and and we'll have to see. What happens there, but it'll be interesting to see what plays out, right? So yeah, and um, also a bit of talk with Roger Tuivasa-Shek um, potentially leaving the Warriors to join the All Blacks. Oh, is that right? Yeah, a bit of talk on that. So that's another bit of um, you know um, internal you, drama. You heard it here first again. Another, another scoop. Scoop. Either Red. that, it'll probably come back to the Roosters because they're right. so far under the oh, salary. Seven hundred under yeah. Yeah. the that sombrero. Rog- yeah. That story about Roger Tuivasa-Shek's been going around for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, and so is most of the nothing new there. About, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scoop from ESPN. <laughs> All right, what about Origin? Ah, oh, Queensland. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I, th- I think Queensland, again, they've still got their essentially core of Smith, JT, Slater. Um, you've got GI coming back mm. into the mix. Inglis, who's just another freak. Um, and look, who's to say Cronk 
putting his hand up going, you know what, bugger it, I'll go around again. One well, more. an Alan Langer type comeback. <laughs> I don't see it, but I'm, who knows. I'm, I'm taking the Blues to win this series 2-1 off the back of Nathan Cleary's goal kicking. Nathan Cleary? Yeah. Wow. Is he a bit young? No. He's, the, he's a New South Wales halfback this year. See, I we just got towed up last year. I yeah. mean, we won the first game just. Just. And and then the whole thing... Is Laurie Daly still shit. the Blues coach? No. no not Fittler is. Okay. But, that's yeah, that's what right. I, but that doesn't instill me with a whole lot of confidence. Yeah. It's not like you've installed a known... Genius. Disciplinarian, <laughs> like I mean, like he does seem like he might be mildly retarded when he talks on on, on as a commentator. They're gonna and have I, a good bonding session, I'm sure. Yeah, I, like, like I guess Origin. I kind of want somebody that, especially with where we're at as New South Wales, I'd want somebody with a uh, probably a little bit more of an, a presence of discipline or, or like respect about them. Mm. Fitler does still just seem like one of those blokes who just go, let's go and get on the. Corona tins, boys. Like, you know, like. In, in saying that, I mean, his World Cup uh, coaching debut with uh, Lebanon. Yeah. See, he had, a, had some success there. But that that Rugby League World Cup was a little bit like a Kentucky tour yeah, though, like across was. Australia, wasn't it? Like, I mean, when the stories all started coming out about this teammate, like, punching that bloke, and they're all blind in Townsville nightclubs, and, you know, like, oh, I don't know, like, it. Like, I don't know that that's the greatest proving ground for Origin, is it? Yeah, well, I'm, gonna, I'm taking a flyer. I think they'll win the series, but um, it will be very tight. Mm. And I think uh, Nathan Cleary, the difference will be his goal kicking. Mm. Yeah, okay. Bold. 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 That's very bold. I, yeah, I think you're going to be wrong. But that's okay. You've been wrong before. Yeah. We do, we do have here listed our uh, grand finalists and premiers, but we're going to do that after we talk about our top eight. So should we list our top eight? Uh, we'll do that. We'll talk about the top eight in a sec. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about. Do you want to do top eight or bottom eight? Just list the bottom eight and then talk about our top eight. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah. So I'll start. Wooden spooners. I've got warriors. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go nine through fifteen. So yeah. narrowly missing the top eight is the bulldogs, finishing ninth. That's bullshit. Uh, got the Dragons 10th, the Titans 11th, Manly 12th. Now the big movers, the big improvers this year, the Knights coming 13th. Yeah, yeah, quite quite, yeah, quite an achievement for them, 13th. Higher than that, mate. Uh, the Bunnies. Higher than that. <laughs> higher than that. The no, Bunnies have recruited reasonably well, but their biggest thing is going to be injuries this year. Mm. Um, so they're going to be finished 14th. Uh, the West Tigers are going to try hard, but they mm. probably just lack a bit of depth across the board. Um, yeah. but they'll be good in a few more, few more years. Yeah. And then, like I said, the Warriors tanking it, they're just going to go terrible. Yeah. And for our local listeners team. and for you, Nugget, that the one you raised was the Knights at 13 in Switchy's list. Mm. Now, you think they're going to be higher than that, do you? I've got, funnily enough, when I wrote it down, I had them in my eight, just... Uh, well, you're shit, not shit, shit, shits and giggles, of course, as you do. And it, I'd celebrate uh, down King Street on my skateboard too if we make <laughs> even make the eight. Yeah, definitely one, this year. But um, look, yeah, I see us pushing the eight, even even in tenth. This year, tenth. did you watch the trial this, last this night? Year? This year, I did. I did. Trial footy uh, doesn't mean much. Bro. Nah, it means squat. Parramatta carved them up through. They sliced them up. I I don't disagree with you that the Knights are headed in the right direction, but. But I, my my general opinion is is that it's too early for them. Mm. Like that, the superstar, a superstar, they apparently signed in Kalen P- 
Ponga, mm. I think he's still a couple of years away from being an impact player in the NRL. Mm. Although he's got all the potential. And I and I I don't necessarily see the addition of Mitchell Pierce the same as I would see the addition of Cooper Cronk for the Roosters. He's not a stabilizing force. No. Um absolutely not. And I mean I suppose it's oh it's like the Cronk Roosters. It's the unknown as far mm. as how he'll go. He showed some absolute brilliance last year mm. with the back end of the Cowboys. Um with the signing of our new halves mentor uh, today, uh, with Laurie Daly coming on board. Oh, good law. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, that sort of did uh, push them back oh. down the list to be... Does that mean we'll see Laurie Daly at Goldberg's oh, in Newcastle? no, Laurie. Because that's where all the nights He'll go, He'll be hanging out at uh, yeah, Blue Door. Maybe of course, and, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where they went with that in that you look at uh, the success that uh, Laurie and uh, Mitchell had for the Blues. Not a lot. Uh, yeah, basically zero. Mm. Zero. But... I've got to say that the Knights have always been a jobs for the boys sort of club. Yeah. But this just takes have, it to the next yeah. bloody level. This this it, is... It, whoever made this decision, at those, uh, the, that's just dumb. But there's jobs for the boys, but... Uh, I don't see Laurie as one of the boys. Yeah, well, he's no. not, exactly. He's not one of the boys. So why yeah, which is him, a good point. He's like a terrible he... coach, and he's coaching a bloke that he had no success with in Origin, who he dropped mm. uh, to bring in someone who did, didn't do just as good. So, it's, it's a very bad so, high night. It's proved me wrong, but I think it, it's I'd, terrible. I'd love to see it prove wrong, and I mean, uh, for all the conspiracy theorists out there, it could be the NRL saying, hey, we owned you for so long, so you do us a favour and employ this bloke. Did he have a a year left on his contract as origin coach or something? Because you might have something there. Look, maybe they owe him... Maybe maybe the the NRL has to pay him uh, like something and they're like, oh, we'll give him a job somewhere. Like, yeah. So maybe you can go and be the half coach. And they lined up, right? Whoever got the 17 wooden spoon. That's you a fair get, point. You, you, you got, got it. Laurie. It could happen. Like, yeah. I, like I've heard of... I think that's a very, things. very... I mean, I, I, it just seems so out of character that mm. the Knights would go and um, hire Laurie Daly when at the disposal they could go and get Matthew Johns, they could get Andrew Johns. I know who works He's, at other clubs, but oh, yeah, getting right. Laurie Daly is just stupid. It would seem a bit silly. So, you yeah. you know, I, I think you might be onto something I, I, that the New South Wales Rugby League or NRL owe him some money from his mm. origin time. Mm. And he's like, well, you know, we'll top it up, go work with the Knights. Yeah, I'm hoping like so, because honestly, if they've just actually signed him, <laughs> well, geez. So, so your bottom eight nugget, who did you have? You said that you the, had the Knights pushing the eight, but not in it. Yeah, pushing the... Uh, what, well, a wooden the, spoon? Who did you have in the wooden spoon? The wooden spoon, I had the Warriors. Um, okay. Showed nothing and have picked up nothing mm. and yeah look the Warriors I suppose when you play them week, you don't know well, they got Adam Blair <laughs> yeah, yeah grub number one grub number one uh, you don't know what you're getting as well I mean the Warriors can come out and tear someone up by 30 and then not win again all year mm. so I, I just don't see them because that's oh, pure ass so they're going to play half their games away from home and they don't have a good re- good record here so I don't I don't see them there so and if good teams go there then they won't win them games either. So yeah. tough year ahead for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, the, the only difference, I suppose, you had the... Um, did you have the Dogs? Yeah, the Dogs. Yeah, I've got them. Ninth. Yeah, so I've got Canberra replacing them. I don't see Canberra um, making the eight, so I see them in the bottom half. But all the rest... Um, Pretty much the with same. With the exceptions, maybe the Bunnies pushing it, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I had the Eels getting... The wooden spoon. And this caused some controversy a big beforehand. Call. Like and, but I I just don't see it. I don't see where I don't see what the eels have got. I don't like them. So, 
I don't care really. I know there's lots of Eels fans out there that probably listen. You can go and get stuff, <laughs> stick it up your jumper. I couldn't care less. Like you suck and you're gonna suck, and that's the way it's gonna be. I think so. the the biggest thing that um, potentially will hurt Para is the fact that Semi is not coming back before June 30. There was some chance that he may have come out of his rugby contract over in Europe, mm. and there was some talk that there was enough room under their cap that he could come back and sign a half-season deal, then re-sign at the end yeah. of this season for long-term. But he's decided to stay, so, you know, Para um, losing a bit of that sort of uh, flair and mm. uh, depth in attack out wide, and then you've got Jared Hayne coming back. So that can either... I think that's 50-50 at the moment. Yeah. Um, my my prediction, like I know it was a bold one, but it's also based on, I think there'll be a lot of controversy around that club. Uh, there's a hell of a lot still going on with regards to, say, embezzlement of funds from board members and you know, a lot of like political or like, corporate governance turmoil, I think, that's yet to play out. No, not in and sport. It, no yeah, way. None of it. Yeah, no, no one's in it for the wrong reasons, right? But I think, um, I, I actually think that that last year affected a lot of the like a lot of the players and I think the fallout from all that probably will still remain and, and uh, like I think uh, I just think that they're just not going to be a disciplined enough side on the field so you think Paris run last year in the fourth was a bit of a flash <coughs> again yeah definitely I do. okay interesting so they'll they round out my bottom eight I've got the Rabbitohs the Warriors Manly the Titans the Raiders the Tigers and the Knights for the rest of the spots in the bottom eight all missing out yep uh, which leaves I'll, I'll go first I'll, I'll name my my top eight okay so, so as a bit of a joke just to get you guys going I actually had the Bulldogs being minor premiers because um, <laughs> I'm a tragic Bulldogs fan <laughs> now actually I don't think that's going to happen I, I, I do think the Bulldogs will make the eight but I think they'll probably just make the eight um, I don't think it'll be convincing by any stretch And I where do you think the Bulldogs surprised. strength is this year I mean you got Aaron Woods but I don't yeah. rate him at all nah um, actually, I think our strength has always been probably our back line, so um, wide of the ruck. But actually, I think our problem under Des Hasler's game plan was was that we could never get the ball there because James Graham was always standing at first receiver. Um, now, I'm not saying that James Graham leaving the club um, is a good thing because I think he was the heart and soul of what we did for a couple of years, but I just think he was used incorrectly. I think he they tried to use him in that... Tony Williams type role that Des Hasler loved that running um, big running forward the ball playing forward uh, the problem was was that he he, do, he doesn't pass mm. and so the ball got to him but he never offloaded to anybody and I think actually like our centres and our wingers which I think are quite strong uh, actually never saw the ball mm. and so I think probably our strength our strength our strength this year will actually be what we've lost mm-hmm. because we've lost a roadblock to getting the ball out wide. Addition by subtraction. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, okay. Now, <clears throat> we've got Dean Pay, a new coach, an ex-Bulldog. Right. Now, there's a report towards the end of last year mm-hmm. that said he wanted wanted to get back to the Bulldogs' way. Sure. Which, you know, was the grit and grind. And But do you think that sort of style of play from when he played? Because he said he wanted to play like they did when he played. But do you think that sort of... Uh, that sort of mid-90s, that 95 when they won the comp, do you think that sort of mindset translates to this day and age? I don't. Oh, well, I think it's out because headbutting's out. That's ruled right. out now. So. Isn't it interesting, though? Like, Dean Pay came to see if it's headbutting. Dean Pay came back to the Bulldogs, and, they were, and, and everyone's kind of... Assistant coach to Ricky Stewart at Canberra, mind you. That's right, yeah. So but it, success breeds success. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Remember Dean Pay was one of the big four that came over from Parramatta to play for the Bulldogs, right? So that was with 
Jared McCracken. Uh, who... they, no, they were Bulldogs, and then they went to Power. Oh, did they? Yeah, because yeah. they oh. they were they didn't want to sign Super League. Oh, yeah, so that's they right. Signed ARL yeah, yeah. deals and went to Para. But so so well, either way, the, the point is is that you know you talk about someone being a favourite son of the club and knowing exactly what it was about. Well, you did leave. <laughs> like, and it, has the club always been about that? Well, or was it if a case not, of, if you... was it a case <coughs> of the, the club left him because they went to Super League and they remained? Yeah, but so they may have. Like, so I'm not questioning his integrity as a person. But what I'm saying is, is that there's this mythical thing around the Bulldogs around like this is a family club and it's always been that way but yet we went to Super League and and you know like that proved to be a poor decision and you think all sorts of things I, I think for the large part Super League assured um, a lot of clubs futures financially by you know filling it with heaps of cash yeah but I don't necessarily think the Bulldogs were in any financial trouble I mean we had a pretty strong Leagues club in the Canterbury Leagues club I I that could have been true for some teams, like, but I don't necessarily think it was true for the Bulldogs at the time. Mm. I mean, we've always been reasonably strong and well-backed by the league's clubs that we've had. Mm. Um, so anyway, like, but look, so the Bulldogs, I had them as, as minor premiers, but that's that's not actually true. I think it'll go like this. I think it'll go the Storm, the Roosters, um, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Sharks, uh, the Panthers, um, the Dragons, and then the Bulldogs in eighth. Um, so I think that'll be your top eight for this year. Okay. And I, yeah, but do you want me to name my premier or should I do? No, it? we'll do it at the end. Okay, cool. Nugget, take it away. <clears throat> yeah, pretty similar too, as far as um, Melbourne Cowboys, Roosters, Dogs, Broncos, Sharks, Eels. I had the Knights in there at eight, but look, they're one of many teams vying for that last eight position. So your Knights, Titans, Dragons, Manly, all fighting it out for the... That last... For the eight. Eight spot. Does it just all come down to injuries and who you keep on the field? Pretty much. I, I think so. Because you, you've got a team like Manly that they're not too bad, but they have their one or two injuries away from seasons over. Mm. They've yeah, got they're, no, they're no depth. Their depth's quite thin and... I suspect that Trent Barrett knew that last year because a lot of the press, like when they went on a winning streak, I remember him kind of saying, "This probably isn't. We're not. We're probably not as good as this." Yeah. Uh, and we are. Like if we do get an injury, we probably. And then they did. Yeah. And then and then they went to shit. She was done. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah. So similar too. I mean, you've got teams like Melbourne that are just they're clinical, and then you've got a bloke, young bloke, uh, Brady Croft coming in, who's just an absolute clone. Of Cooper Cronk. Yeah, so you were saying this. So he, he basically kicks the same, he runs the same, he talks the same. It's just freakish. Mm. And they've just put him through the Melbourne factory yep. and, and spat him out when they needed a seven. They've put their clone in as the seven. Yeah. Um, you saw that in a few... Again, we're talking pre-season, which, mm. again, you're more so just looking at the players than more so the game sure. um, itself. Because, I mean, as we saw with the Knights Eels, you're not looking at the game there. You're looking how we went. <laughs> That's no indication of how our team will go. <laughs> not uh, at all. Uh, Two weeks out from the start of the year. Hey, we beat the Storm the first game. Which is, yeah, uh, that was good. I think it was the Storm reserve grade side, but hey, yeah, that's, that's all right. right. That's it, all right. You don't but, know anything. But about again, it. you're looking at those players, and they're just freakish. So again, injury always plays a part. But you know, if they remain healthy, they're hmm. I, I can't see them. Uh, Who you got, Streety? Yeah. So uh, one through eight minor premiers. I've got the Roosters. I think they'll have a good year. Um, number two is Cowboys. Um, North Queensland, believe it or not have gotten better since last year. Obviously, they got Thurston back, but they also recruited from Melbourne, Jordan McLean, mm. um, which who 
I've seen him in real life, and he's the biggest NRL player I think I've ever seen. Which makes him four foot ten. He's massive. <laughs> he's about six foot seven, I think. He's huge. Yeah, he's okay. a monster. He's yeah. a chiseled, yeah, chiseled something rather. He's massive. Yeah, right. uh, I got the Sharkies, Cronulla coming in third, mm. um, and rounding out the top four is Penrith. Um, I got Melbourne at fifth. Now Melbourne could be anywhere between one and five, but I just think. Why do you think they'll drop to fifth? Um, for the very reason that uh, Nugget mentioned. I think there'll be times where the halves may struggle a little bit mm-hmm. with Croft and Munster. Um, and the health of Billy Slater, obviously, is going to be key. He hurt his shoulder a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure where he is with that. Um, they have got Ryan Hoffman back, so um, that should cover the loss of some of the younger forwards. I've got no doubt uh, they'll be good, um, but I don't think they are as good as they have been the last couple of years. Mm. Um, they definitely will be in contention and they may well, you know, make a pre- preliminary final and end up the season in a higher spot than what they finished the regular. Um, so they're definitely competitive. I think after your top five, it drops off a little bit. Um, I've got the Broncos coming in six. Um, they're not playing as many Friday night games this year. Um, so they, you know, have a more sort of a less friendly, in their words, uh, draw, more friendly mm. for the rest of the competition. Um, the thing that worries me about not, I'm not right about Brisbane because I don't like them the thing that I like the fact that they're quite thin in their halves yeah. with uh, Milford and Nicarima who couldn't tackle a grandma sure. um, in a supermarket yeah um, well you know, Milford's quite good in attack um, the grandma's particularly placid in supermarkets are they yeah yeah well, pretty easy to take down yeah, just probably run a bit harder look at the cheap tins of yeah, food and right. you knock them over if you wanted to yeah, pretty no. easily but these Brisbane um, yeah. Brisbane guys couldn't um, so whilst they'd be quite good in attack, I think a lot of teams are going to um, really target their middle, um, run run at them, and that yeah. obviously you know, if you overwork in defence, what they're going to offer in attack is a little bit limited. Uh, interesting to see how Jack Bird goes at the Broncos. Uh, he said he wanted to go and you know get out of the centres, but he'll start the season playing or when he comes back from his injury in the centres. And it, he may even make. Are you his still trip. upset with him because he left the show? No, no, no. I, I actually think that um, Cronulla got the best out of Jack Bird um, when we did. Um, he. You, I, I would have predicted that. You would have thought that. Well, I have to. Um, yeah. You know, I can't yeah. say that. You know, I'll lament yeah. his loss because yeah. you know, I think we we're, we're replacing with Josh Dugan, who I think is an equal to or better player than Jack Bird. Is he a disruptive force to your team, Josh Dugan? Uh, there's always that potential, mm. uh, I think. Uh, but so there's enough. Plenty games there's enough Gallen. old guys in the team, Gallon and Lewis, just to keep them in check. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Brisbane six. I've got the Raiders finishing seventh. Now I did say that Ricky Stewart would get sacked um, after between you know around ten to twelve. So whoever's going to take that job, I think will rally the Raiders, and it's you know, it's a bit of a known thing that after coaches get punted, they can uh, regroup and go on a bit of a run, and maybe that mm. fresh breath of air might be what they need. Because you know we've all we, we know that they're a very good team in attack and they can defend and they've got a big pack, mm. so they definitely underachieved last year. Should have done better. Now the eighth spot I've got here was quite tough. Um, I took Para coming mm-hmm. eighth. Now it could go either way for these guys. Uh, losing Semi is a big loss. Haynes fifty fifty. But one guy who was injured in the finals that didn't play was Bevan French, mm-hmm. who is probably one of the top two or three quickest players in the comp mm. and can sniff a try from anywhere. So if he's back on the wing, you've got Clinton Gutherson coming back. Yeah. They do have some options uh, around the backs, maybe a little bit thin in the halves, but I think if Corey Norman and Mitchell Moses can play um, healthy, mm. Para are definitely a tough team to beat week in, week out. So for that reason, I think they'll sneak into eighth and just edge the doggies and... 
So some games to look out for, a Parramatta Bulldogs game this year, which I think could very well determine... We should probably get down to one and the outcome. visit Hooters, the best place in Parramatta. Yeah. And the only good thing out of there, um, so. Yeah, so that's my top eight. Let's Check get on to our, on uh, our final series. What's mm. going to happen? Uh, so, Premier. Well, yeah. before we name our Premiers, let's do one little um, element that we didn't cover before, which was um, what we think the biggest surprise packet oh, of yeah. the 2008 season is. Yep. So Nugget? Yeah, I'll jump in there. The um, It's almost limiting everything you've just said, Switch, as far as my surprise packet is the Eels. Um, I think a coach like Brad Arthur, you've got Hayne, Bevan French, Corey Norman, Mitch Moses, um, pretty handy handy players to have. Um, and just their style of football, as far as they, they do, they throw it around a fair bit. And it, look at... Look what it did last year for them, and you add uh, Bevan French to that mix, and look, well, sky's the limit for them, really. Well, I think you're a dickhead, and they're going to win the <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, You don't know what you're talking about, but thanks for work experience. Well, it looks like I, yeah. I've hedged my bets. We've got a surprise. I've been here for six episodes. I think I've bloody played the game. <laughs> All right, back up. Uh, surprise packet for me is actually going to be the crowd numbers and lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that. Sp- Sporting competitions around the world are starting to realise the impact of um, high money TV deals and exactly what broadcasters um, demand for that. And I think uh, now that Channel 9 is really starting to get into the first year of where they've been able to heavily control the schedule um, and put games on when they want people to be at home watching them, uh, I think that's going to mean a lot less numbers at games. And mm. I think the that's gonna, you're going to see a lot of media around why there aren't as many people going to NRL games. Phil Rothfield will have a field day on Twitter. No, oh, he really the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, he'll be all over it. Yeah, Daily Telegraph, wherever he writes That'll for. That'll be fodder for him. He'll, at least he won't have to He won't have to be, like, get himself... He's hung over ass up off the deck, so... I mean, it, it is disappointing to see... I mean, when you watch a game on TV, and this is where I think the NRL... and Not Fox so much, because I think they're smarter at it, but, you know... There's a game last year. They had the Titans versus the Rabbitohs at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, and like six thousand people or less were there. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's just it's terrible. Yeah, those you, that's you a bad look. You can't play those games at stadiums that big. You need you've got to take those games to smaller grounds in Sydney or take them elsewhere. Take take them out. Yeah, the that's why. I mean, look at the Charity Shield the other night at Mudgee. Mm. Absolutely packed house. Mm. They just loved having it there. Now again, you got draw cards in. Out, out in the sticks with the uh, bunnies and dragons, mm. but I think any, any team that played there would draw team, a crowd. Any team, mm. yeah. And I mean, they are experimenting with it. They're doing a double header over in Perth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those to, to have it at a stadium like that. Uh. Look, I think six thousand. You're probably being generous. <coughs> uh, there'd be no one. Yeah. Well, they probably spun the turnstiles around three times every time someone walked through. But it, I mean, the, the, the roosters would be uh-huh. good. They do you think they can crack an average of ten thousand a game? No, because I don't think anyone comes to watch the Roosters because most of the Roosters fans don't actually live in Sydney anymore because they can't afford it. Yeah. Right? So people that live around Bondi and those sort of things don't support the Roosters. Like I mean, that's where they're at. But it's like, but those, but the Roosters fans are a little bit like Bunnies fans, right? No, no Bunnies fans live in Redfern anymore yeah. because they're spread far and wide across the country. So in general, you don't actually have a whole lot of. Um, like people identifying, well, that's my local team, right? Like, uh, because Sydney and the changing demographics would dictate that those people don't live there anymore. So they don't actually go to live games anyway. Yeah. But I think if you have a look at the NRL schedule, I think 
the scheduling of games is going to deter people from going, I think, because they are typically nights when you're at home and in front of the TV. That, like, that's what I'm saying is that, yeah. is that the NR, like, the broad, like, you hand over for the money that a broadcaster pays you. You hand over scheduling rights to your le- to your competition, right. and I, that's why I think that you'll see. So that answer. said, I, I've been a big critic of the Friday night six o'clock game, which I think is just the, the dumbest thing they've ever done. That's a dead zone. Yeah. But but I mean, if you're bringing your TV point up, yep. Do you think that obviously is that they they've done it for a reason? Sure. So do you think the the money that they make from the TV deals offsets the low crowd numbers they get for that, and you get to watch two live games back to back? Instead of watching the replay at nine twenty that that we used to get a couple of years ago, I think so. And I think what it does is it allows you to charge advertisers uh, prime time rates for the ads that go on in that period of time. Whereas nine o'clock at night, or like you know, by the time you got to the half time of that second game, it was ten o'clock, yeah. and and you were charging you know um, not prime time rates for advertising. So I don't actually think many people watch it, but I think the timing wise, I think you get to charge an advertiser more for it. Yeah, but. It, like not having a game so back to your point around why do you play a game at the Olympic Stadium it's extremely expensive to host an NRL game and and putting one at Leichhardt Oval where the infrastructure is not actually there especially not for a night game Mm. is really expensive well a while I mean Olympic Stadium was was paying clubs like the Bulldogs and South over 100 100 grand they they would pay the club 100,000 to play there and Olympic Stadium would just take the money from, from the, the, the hospitality in the bar, and you're going to see a whole lot more. Well, with like Para, uh, well, Parramatta Stadium's closed for yep. the year, so yeah. So be... where are they playing their home games? Are they playing Pain. at the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, part thereof there in SFS. So, okay, yeah, um, right. Which... I mean, you can only get so many, um, you know, big cloth banners to put over seats with P A whatever you know. And it's it's bizarre because. Stadiums in New South Wales are really weird. Like, uh, there's a stadium on the Central Coast that seats like, I don't know, what is it, like fifteen thousand or whatever. Perfect gets, place to watch footy. But mm. it gets used for nothing. Yeah, it's a home of the Mariners. That's A-League, unbelievable. Like, they, uh, for an A League club, that's mm. shit out. So, mm. anyway, so that's my surprise packet for the year. Cool. Shreddy, what's yours? Uh, surprise packet. Well, I've, I've got I couldn't separate these two, but one from the Knights is Kalen Ponga. I think he'll be a very mm. good play for them. He'll be a face of the club for a couple of years to come. And then uh, there's a young bloke uh, who's come up from the Sharks under twenties. And I, I've got to show my bias here, but uh, his name is Sione Katoa. Yeah. Some talk he might be the quickest man in league. So up there with uh, Bevan French and um, the Le- bloke from Melbourne, uh, Vunavalu. Um, so I think you're going to see Cronulla score plenty of points this year, mm-hmm. uh, much different to last year, um, back to our sort of 2016 numbers. And uh, this guy could very well lead the club in try scoring and be up sort of the top two or three in the comp. If so he's in, yeah. So in the surprise of the year from Switchy, there are no surprises. He thinks it's going to be a Sharks player. So And then Caelan Ponga doing good good things with the Knights. Yeah, okay. Very good. Um, All right, So so what about winning the whole thing? Right, Switchy, Streety, who you got? So I'll give you my prelims and results. So okay. I think the the final four is going to come down to the Roosters, Panthers, Cowboys, and Cronulla, and that's funnily enough who I've, who I've got in the top four. Sure. Um, progressing through to the grand final will be the Roosters and Penrith. I yep. think um, James Maloney and his his uh, reputation um, as a bit of a you know. Mm. Getting teams to to grand finals, um, I think it'll have a similar effect on Penrith. I think they'll score a lot of points this year. Yeah, the Roosters and Panthers, I think, will be the top two scoring teams in the comp. 
They'll meet in the grand final. Mm. It'll be a quite a close game, and I think the Roosters will just get them. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. right. No, can't, can't, can't go there. Roosters you will tank. You disagree, Roos, Roosters will tank. Um, Penrith is an interesting one, because you look at uh, yeah, Blake White Maloney, that everywhere he's gone. Mm. Um, they've, they've won. Success on. This will be his biggest test. When mm. you look at that Penrith, it, it was like everyone got out of Dodge as far as... Penrith goes. They're all. They've all left. Yeah. Um. But. But they weren't that bad. They're not that bad. Year. No. No. They were. The only thing right. that I think that can disrupt Penrith a bit is a little bit of um, rumblings about um, you know Josh Mansua potentially leaving Penrith to join Parramatta. Mm. Um. Apparently, a report's out that says that Nathan Cleary, um, does not have a um a thing in his contract that well basically says he can. There's nothing stopping him from leaving to go play for his dad. No. So we might Except hear... Except for his contract being for a certain period of time. No, or... he's got some kind of thing that he can leave to go play for his dad. So that, oh, right, Pen, okay. Pen, Penrith haven't written it in there that he can't do it. Oh, okay. So and, well, that look. is potential to destabilise. There's Peachy, um, who's you know supposedly done a deal with the Titans. Cartwright's already left, although I, I didn't rate Cartwright much anyway. I think <clears> Penrith <throat> would be better for it this year. And then... Um, yeah, I don't think a lot of players like the coach, but he's a good coach for a year. Um, so I think they'll make it to the GF. Anything can happen from after that. Mm, mm. Yeah, look, it, it pains me to say, but we're either looking at a Melbourne Cowboys or end or Roosters grand final. So out of uh, those top three, you think it's going to be like one of those? One of those. Um, the, and again, it. I hate to say it comes down to injury, etc. But realistically, um, it does to a certain extent. But then you look at the Cowboys last year that you know everyone wrote off. Well, you get Jonathan Thurston. You've then also got uh, Blake, um, Scott as well, mm. uh, as well. So um, yeah, look again. I see Melbourne rolling on. I see them going back to back. To be honest, Whoa, yeah, right, big call. Mm. That is pretty big considering what they've lost. Mm. Well, yeah. if they do that, but they're a f- they're a football factory and they're a success yeah. factory. So if Melbourne go that, you can you can say that the best coach of the history of the world is Craig Bellamy, the best player ever is Cameron Smith because they if they can win it this year minus Cronk, as much as you know we everyone doesn't rate them and you know they they are pretty amazing at what they do. So oh, they're freakish. They're freakish. So well, then the most so. They're the most kind of uh, like adaptable team, so they, they like they tend to adjust to styles of play really well over the years. So yeah. that's what kind of is tough is that you know a lot of teams have a style of play and then it works for a couple of years and people figure it out and then they just basically are gone. And Melbourne yeah. also develop styles of play which then become yeah. copied. That's right. They just do it better than everyone else because yeah, they, yeah. they developed it. Yeah. Um, Good point on that. One player that maybe has already won the surprise packet um, just from the preseason alone is Sam Cassiano. Yeah. Have you seen pictures of him? Yeah, I have seen Holy pictures of him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. surprise packet could be how much weight he's lost he's now. Ha- half a man. Oh, no, what are you but right? is he, so he? He looks amazing. Was his strength in his size though? He still has a size, but I think he's got speed now. Mm. And I think a guy like him, he'll, ma- he'll maintain that that sort of power. But I just think being able to stay in the field longer mm. gives him more opportunities to be more damaging on, on the field. Well, they're uh, notorious for their off-season training regimes, the Storm, and how tough they are compared mm. to other clubs. He's lost I mean, a they... good 25 kilos at least. At least. Yeah, easily. Yeah. 
and they put them through their paces and their preparation is nothing short of amazing. He'll be in the 18-man origin <coughs> Queensland team. Cassiano? Yep. Wow. Yeah, right. Yep. Well, that's pretty big. Oh, well. Well, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. I, look, I wouldn't be surprised. My picks for the winners this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Storm win it again. I've, I think that's probably a pretty fair call. Um, I like the Broncos. I... You know, I know you don't like them as in street. Yeah, I don't yeah, like, yeah. but but I think uh, I think they were headed in the right direction last year. I know they've lost a couple of guys, but I I think they're another football factory that continues to churn out success. And with another year back at his spiritual home, Wayne Bennett, I think I think he's a chance to do really good things with them. They're they're always in the mix. I think what what gets Brisbane is the Orange period. Um, you know, they they had a pretty good run through it last year. Yep. But uh, my biggest doubts are their halves. And I think if they have an injury in their halves and, you know, you have Darius Boyd come into play at sure. you know, the five eight role, or even if him is yeah. injury, injury prone now. Yeah. And P. Hart as well. And, so. Yeah. And looking up, like, I'm skeptical about their ability to cover injuries and everything else. Yeah. I think that's probably true. But just basically to break the mold of, of, of saying, you know, a pretty typical response of, like, well, it'll be the Storm or it'll be the Roosters or. Um, anything along those lines. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say that it's going to be an all-Queensland grand final, but it's going to be the Cowboys and the Broncos. Again, 2015, again. all over. Yep. History repeating. I think so. But I think the re- the result will be reversed this time, and I think the Cowboys will go home with another loss in the grand final. Jeez, and Wayne Bennett. Mm. He'd be even bigger pants man than they were. Jeez, yeah, uh, that's right. He'd probably get Jonathan. another mistress on top of his other mistress. Thurston might be developing a bit of a, a reputation, like uh, you know, the one of the best ever. Who wins mm. loses more finals than uh, than he wins? A bit like LeBron James, you know, he might become a sort of in that kind of kind of category. And there you have it, another LeBron James reference. Yeah. And well, it wasn't oh. very it wasn't very complimentary that one. No, I can't wait right. till LeBron comes and plays with the Sharks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> a, I bet our little mate over here can't wait either. I tell you what, he'd be a good fullback. I tell you what, he'd be more jerking off in sports singlets than what you've ever seen. I'd say catching the high balls from the wing, just run. <laughs> That's what you call it, is it? <laughs> very good. Before we wind up, any scandals? What's our What's our tip for our? What's well, NRL? The is big there, NRL scandal. Is there ever not a scandal? It's been pretty quiet lately. It's been pretty quiet. Oh, did, okay, here's one. Did you hear that the ex-Queensland Premier, Peter Beattie, got named as the ARL chairman? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, why is that a scandal? <laughs> I just, uh, he's a... That's not like cocaine. No, no, no not a scandal. Like that's just a recent bit of news. But yeah, I just, okay. I, I just don't like... It's like Kevin Rudd becoming the you know the CEO of the NBL. You know? Yeah. It's just like, no. Yeah. Well, politicians think... stick to politics. Don't get involved in sport. Because clearly, I mean, I, I don't even reckon Peter Beattie could catch or kick a footy. Probably. No. No, so he's got no, and whether or not they have much to do with the game either. You know, yeah. they've got the people, lackeys underneath them that are yeah, making no, these odd things. I think it's probably more about connections and uh, you know influence and. and well, whatnot, so. here's my tip. I think from a scandal perspective, I think actually that may play a very big part in it. Which is what I mean is is uh, the boardroom and 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 governance issues that ev- almost every club is having. So. Um, actually, I think if we talked about hot seat, I think actually the Bulldogs chairman, um, uh, Dib, Sam Dib, I think he's gone. Is well, yeah, but that's like that's the kind of turmoil yeah. I'm talking about. Um, is Isn't it, uh, Chris Anderson's was it wife or? Oh, I think so. Like, so, but but there's there's fractions like that in almost every club. And that's the problem with the family club. There's too many families involved, yeah, that's and there's right. a lot yeah, of um, exactly. 
not everyone's on the same page. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. But I, so what I actually suspect is is that you will see that one of the big scandals will be around how many kind of like how many you know like axings of people like that there are throughout the league throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, and I think it will cause great turmoil. But I think at the very top around that ARL or NRL commission or whatever it's called, I think there'll be huge amounts of drama. And I think the game will be derailed because of it. That's I suspect that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, I think that will be one big scandal. And the other big scandal, I think, in the NRL, which is one that's been bubbling along for a while, that really hasn't... None of the truth has actually come out, which is all around this gambling and match-fixing. I think gambling in professional sports these days is absolutely rife. Yes. Because of its position... And, 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 and gambling companies the amount of money they put into it it's maybe not even so much match fixing but in, like little things within games yeah that's right well most of the match fixing stuff it's very hard to, to determine a result of a game yeah but but with the exotic bet options that you have these days I think I think that is not dead and I think that there's a lot more that we haven't heard of that hasn't come I, out. I agree with you a million percent. And I suspect that there's a, a huge amount to come out of that and I, and I suspect this might be the yeah, end. First scoring play, yeah, all uh, that you stuff. Know, penalty goals, all that. Play. It's, it's way too open to it. Load up on wingers. Well, yeah. And, and then first play, what do they do? Straight to the wings. That's forward. right. But also, the amount of involvement, the big scandal I think will come into the involvement that some of these players have with people that are professional gamblers or known underworld identities and all this sort of stuff. Are we right? referencing a recent Bulldogs recruit here? In Oh, in being, um, uh, what's it, Kieran Foran? Don't have, well, oh, right. Well, well I no, think it's been named in the Daily Telegraph yeah, and stuff, hasn't not, it? It's not many people really. listen to us anyway. It's for no, us to get no, in trouble sure. for saying Kieran Foran as public enemy number one <laughs> and the spotlight is on, has, has been on that guy. Um, well, that's what I'm saying is like I, this is not an accusation because I have no idea. But what I'm saying, I think those sort of scandals you'll see a lot in the game this year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of what I think will cause a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. What about you boys? Do you think is it going to be a big scandal or what? Uh, I don't want to see this, but there's been a bit of an alarming trend, and it all started in Hollywood with this whole you know sort of um, sexual misconduct and stuff like that. It yep. seems to be taking a bit of a hold in the entertainment world. It's sort of crossed over to the sports world. Sure. Uh, it's happened with the Dallas Mavericks and the NBA. Yeah, the culture um, at the club. Yeah, so, cult, so some, some stories coming out of senior executives being involved in some, you know... Um, there was. Some, you know, things of a sexual harassment nature. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, there definitely probably has been instances within professional sports in Australia, mm. your football codes and so forth, and we know that's happened in the past, Yeah, uh, where some of these stories may, um, you know, um, start to air yep. for things that have happened years ago, um, yeah, right. which is unfortunate, um, but, you know, Australia has a habit of, uh, you know, following suit with what happens in the US, in entertainment, in sport, etc., and I think that seems to be the sort of um, yeah, the hot topic at the moment, and sort of you know. Yeah, it probably will. What's I, getting around, and I mean, unfortunately, the culture, the culture at footy clubs is one that would foster some of that sort of behaviour. Yeah. and certainly it's a culture of uh, cover-ups and denials, hasn't it? Been through like Hollywood and things like that. Yeah. But everyone kind of knew, but no one said anything. And especially of the oh, it doesn't have to be even that, but just bringing up of the past. All yeah. of a sudden, you've got these people thinking, I could make a buck out of this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, right or wrong. Yeah, that's the world we live in today. 
that's a big point of debate. I mean, you wouldn't like you know whether it's for money or whatever it is. I mean, we won't get into that depth of it tonight. But but yeah, it's an interesting one. I, you're you're probably right. I mean, it's you know it's um there's always skepticism around it, but but it's a it's a pretty pertinent issue, I guess. And mm. usually, like you said, Shreedy, that sort of stuff just repeats itself um, throughout life. So it'd be interesting. Have you got scandals? No, you think? Uh, not in Newcastle, mate. We just live in the the bubble of Newcastle and uh, sweep under the rug. Living there. week to week, win to win. <laughs> win to well, win. The, well, the scandal be that Mitchell Pearce just, I don't know, like, or will it... <laughs> Spends too much time it's, in King Street. Oh, you know what I imagine? I just imagine that um, Jared Mullins still somewhere to be played out in terms of the Knights in terms of, like, he might follow Mitchell around saying, I used to be you. Like, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I don't know what Jared's doing with his time right now. But I know what like, he's doing. He, he owns his part of a brilliant restaurant. Does he? Into that, that meat okay. restaurant. So, the so do you think he'll, do, is he going to lace Mitch's, Mitch's Brazilian tacos with oh, something no. like, you know, like a bit of strychnine or something? Skewer meat of meat is sensational. Is it really? Yeah, right. Mate. Okay. Well, there you go. Any... No, that's not a paid partnership either. So, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Good for a good tucker, though. And probably won't be now that I basically bagged Jared Mullen. So, anyway, thanks, career, Jared. I, really I'd have to say, it. probably a career highlight for Mullen, like that restaurant. Mm. Best thing he's ever done. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> also, that's horse, meant to be a compliment. That's horse tranquilizers probably is a bit, may, he may rate them up there as the best thing he's ever done. So, horse steroids. So, it'll be a big year in league regardless, boys. It'll be it'll be a really good one. Looking forward to the season kicking off. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to have, gonna have plenty to talk about this year. Yeah. Now, we've had an absolute monster of an episode. We've just run over an hour and a half. Yep. So, if you're listening, you may be listening to part two. We might have to split this up um, to a part one and two and do yeah. the, the rugby league part second, which I think is maybe a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, you listeners don't have to listen to 137 minutes of us. Talking shit. Yeah. Or well, one hour 37, yeah, same <laughs> thing. Uh, is it? I don't know. It's late. But anyway, Nugget, thanks for coming on to the show. I think you've, um, you're have you going to get a little uh, tick on your work experience card. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I've got to take that back to TAFE. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, TAFE. That's right. Yeah, Pod, podcast 101 he's yeah. doing over at TAFE. So, so your TAFE teacher can tick the competent um, box and not the not yet competent. You, you get the competent box. You're and, beauty. Uh, you're our very first guest. You, you, like that's, you've absolutely you've popped out guest cherry. Yeah, that's right. How do you feel, fellas? A live guest too. Good for just you like, like I did straight after Fergie sang the national anthem yeah. at the NBA All Star game. I think live so studio guest re- relieved. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, coming up in probably the next episode, we're going to do the same thing uh, with the AFL. AFL yep. starting. Um, yep. It's probably going to be shorter because we know less about the AFL than we do the NRL. Mm. However, we'll throw the same predictions and a bit of chat. We're going to talk about what the hell was AFL X and will it ever. Um, we might talk about uh, 